Hello, everyone. Welcome into another edition of the History of Birdland podcast. I am your host, Andy Snacks. And first of all, I want to say apologies. It has been over a month since I posted my last episode. Just a lot of personal things getting in the way. Nothing, nothing major, nothing that needs to be said out loud, but just sometimes life gets in the way of certain things. And I haven't been able to sit down and and bring you this podcast like I did the first couple episodes. So hopefully I'll start getting into the groove again. And I I actually do enjoy doing this podcast. So I hope uh, I'm able to do it more often and on a weekly basis and bringing you these episodes because hell, I like diving into the old Orioles history and what happened good and bad. I just love doing it. So today, and as you heard on the open, I got I got some music. It's it's pretty generic, but you know what? It 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 makes it sound a little better rather than just coming in cold. So I hope you enjoyed the new open music. But today I'm really excited about this episode. It's something that I've wanted to talk about for a while. And it's something that is going to be a little different than what we're used to doing here on the History of Birdland podcast. It's going to be about a topic that I wasn't alive during it happening. My first couple episodes, even though I might have been young for some of them, like the opening of Camden Yards, I was only six, seven years old. The 1997 ALCS, I was only 11 years old. I was still around for that happening and, and remember a little bit of it. Today, I wasn't around at all. So this is basically going to be all looking up research, looking up numbers, and trying to go through something that I wasn't around for. But again, this is called the History of Birdland podcast. You can't limit yourself to just what you were alive for. So let's get right into it. Today, we're going to do a player profile, Mike Cuellar. This one was one that I wanted to do. I I feel like he's one of the unsung heroes of those great 60s and 70s teams of the Baltimore Orioles. And I thought he was a great pitcher, like just watching highlight films, you know, of the world series in 60 or 69 and 70 and 71. And he was just an intricate part of the Orioles success back then. So I want to dive into Mike Cuellar today. First and foremost, let's do some background on Mike Cuellar. He was born on May 8th, 1937 in Cuba, one of four brothers, Cuellar's family made their living working in the Cuban sugar mills. Uh, Mike, however, was not really interested in that life, so he decided to join the Cuban army. And it was while he was in the army that he started to play baseball. And he played weekends whenever they had downtime or or leave or whatever. And he actually threw a no-hitter in a game that he pitched in 1955 for the Cuban army. Throwing this no-hitter got him noticed by scouts, Major League scouts. So in 1956, Cuellar wound up signing with a Nicaraguan independent team. And in 1957, the very next year, he actually signed his first Major League slash Minor League contract. Of course, he started in the minors. And it was a Minor League contract with the Cincinnati Reds. So <laughs> that that's pretty cool to think that he really had no... It's. I mean, from what the research I saw, I mean, he might have played Little, little League Baseball uh, as a kid like most of us did, but I don't know if he had the aspirations and the dreams to become a Major League Baseball pitcher. And here he is pitching in the Army on just a weekend game, and he gets noticed by a scout and, and signs a Major League contract or a Minor League contract at the time. 
1957, he he played in the minors with the Montreal Royals, who were a minor league affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds. In 1957, he appeared in 44 games, started 16 of them, had an 8-7 and seven record, and a pretty respectable 2.44 ERA. In the very next season, 1958, again with the Montreal Royals, he pitched 220 innings this time, posted a 13-12 and 12 record, and had an ERA of 2.77. So two very good years. Obviously, 1957 looks like he might have come in the middle of the season and didn't pitch as much, but 220 innings in 1958, a pretty good sample size. So heading into the 1959 season, Mike Cuellar was actually selected for the Cincinnati Reds opening day roster. So 1959, he makes a major league team. Unfortunately for Mike, it was not a very long stint in the majors. In the 1959 season with the Cincinnati Reds, Cuellar only made two appearances. In those two games, he pitched four innings, allowed seven earned runs in those four innings, and it went to a 15.75 ERA. So after those two appearances, Cuellar would be sent down to the minors, and actually he would spend the rest of the next five years going from minor league team to minor league team before finally making his return to the major leagues. So after being stuck in the minor leagues for almost five years, Cuellar experienced improvement in the 1964 campaign. During the offseason, while playing in winter ball, teammate Ruben Gomez suggested he started throwing the screwball. And if you know anything about Mike Cuellar, one of the most famous things about him is his famous screwball. He signed with the St. Louis Cardinals in 1964 and was sent to Jacksonville, which was their uh, minor league affiliate at the time. In Jacksonville, he made 10 starts and posted a 1.78 ERA and won six out of his seven decisions. And because of that success, midway through the 1964 season, the Cardinals decided to promote Mike Cuellar to the major league team. So 1964 with the St. Louis Cardinals, he made 32 appearances, actually started seven games for the Cardinals. He had a 4.50 ERA and was a, had a 5-5 five and five record for the St. Louis Cardinals that year. As for the Cardinals that year, 1964, well, it was a very good year for them. They finished 93-69, and 69, uh, first in the National League, and they wound up winning the World Series over the New York Yankees four games to three. So Cuellar would actually get a World Series ring, even though, I mean, he did pitch in 32 games. He did get called up in mid-June. Uh, did not pitch at all in that postseason for the St. Louis Cardinals, but was a member of the team, got a ring. That's all that matters. In 1965, Cuellar failed to make the Cardinals roster uh, at the beginning of the year and was assigned to Jacksonville again. With the Jacksonville Suns, he posted a 2.51 ERA and a 9-1 record. So again, very good, rec uh, very good marks in the minor leagues, but not quite equating it to the major leagues yet. And on June 15th, uh, the trade deadline, Cuellar and Ron Taylor were traded to the Houston Astros um, as part of a package deal. In 1965, Cuellar would make his move to the Houston Astros. With the Astros in 1965, he pitched in 25 games, made four starts, had a 3.54 ERA, was 1-4 in four for the Astros in 1965. As for the Astros... In 1965, not very good. 
65 and 97. They would finish ninth in the National League standings. On to 1966, and this might be the first year that he came in with the Major League team and stayed with the Major League team all throughout the campaign. In 1966 with the Astros, he he appeared in 38 games, uh, starting 28 of them, and posted a 2.22 ERA and a 12-10 and 10 record with the Astros in 1966. So not, pretty good, pretty good in 1966 for Mike Cuellar. As for the Astros, again, not a very good record. 72-90 and 90 and 1, finished 8th in the National League uh, with the Astros. So, again, not a very good year for the team, but arguably up until this point, the best year for Mike Cuellar. 1967, though, is when he took that next step. 1967, again with the Houston Astros, uh, made 36 appearances, 32 starts, had a 3.03 ERA, 16 and 11. So by far the most, maybe not by far, but the most wins he's ever had as a starter or just as a major league pitcher and was actually selected to the 1967 All-Star team. So this is maybe his breakout year when he started to get noticed around the the major leagues, making his first All-Star game. Uh, Again, the Astros, though, not a very good team. 69 and 93. They finished ninth in the National League. And but just think about that. Mike Cuellar in 1967 had 16 wins. The Astros as a team had 69. That's a big percentage of the wins going to Mike Cuellar. So he's I wouldn't say carrying the team, but he's performing very well for the team. A very bad team. 1968 would be the last year Cuellar would spend with the Astros. Again, making 28 appearances, 24 starts, a 2.74 ERA. So, again, very good ERA. Only 8 and 11, but again, that's because the Houston Astros, not a very good baseball team. 1968, 72 and 90, they finished 10th in the National League. So, again, Cuellar, win loss record, not very good, but a very good ERA at 2.74. His time with the Astros. Real quick here before we move on, Mike Cuellar went 37 and 36, 37 wins, 36 losses, a 2.74 ERA in his time with Houston. So really good. I mean, you, you got to ignore the win loss totals. I know back in the 60s, it was a little bit different. Starters used to go way longer in games, but it was a very bad baseball team and he had a 2.74 ERA. Really, really good for a bad baseball team. Uh, so 1968 offseason, 1968-69 offseason, uh, the Orioles would come calling, and they would trade for Mike Cuellar in a package deal. Cuellar, Enzo Hernandez, and Tom Johnson would all come to the Orioles. Kurt Belfry and John Mason would go to the Astros. That was on December 4th, so before the 1969 season. And the Orioles must have known something because 1969 – Arguably his best year as a professional. 1969, Mike Cuellar, 39 games, all of them starts, a 2.38 ERA, finished 23 and 11, the first of his numerous 20 win seasons. 23 and 11 would actually finish tied atop the American League Cy Young. So he won the Cy Young, but he shared it. 1969 Cy Young voting, he would actually share the award with Denny McLean of the Detroit Tigers, just to show some comparison here. 
Uh, Denny McLean went 24-9 and with a 2.80 ERA. He led the league in games started with 41, led the league in shutouts with 9. Mike Cuellar, 23-11, actually had a better ERA, a 2.38, and he had five shutouts, 18 complete games. So shared the American League Cy Young Award with Denny McLean of the Detroit Tigers, the best year of Mike Cuellar's career, winning the Cy Young. Oddly enough, he did not get voted to the All-Star team in 1969, despite having that year. As for the Orioles... Great year for the Baltimore Orioles, 109-53. and They finished first in the American League East. This was actually the first time they actually did divisions in baseball. Up until this point, you just had the American League and you had the National League. And the, win- and the best record of each league would just go straight to the World Series. 1969 was the first time they split each league into, the- into divisions. So the, the-, the two division champions would face in the championship series and then to the World Series. So the Orioles were the first ever American League East champions, and it happened in 1969, and they beat the Minnesota Twins in that series three games to none. Take a look at how Mike Cuellar did in the postseason. In 1969, in the ALCS, he only made one start, but it it was a good one. He pitched game one of the American League Championship Series, eight innings, three hits, three runs, two of them earned, to a 2.25 ERA. He got a no decision in that game, but the Orioles would win 4-3 to in that sweep. Uh, so good start for him. The Orioles would then move on to the 1969 World Series, and if you're an Orioles fan, you know what happens. This was the Miracle Mets of 1969. The Orioles would win game one and then lose four in a row to the Mets in one of the biggest upsets in World Series history. As for Cuellar, in that World Series. He actually pitched two of the five games, which makes sense. He's coming off a Cy Young award-winning season. He's probably your best pitcher. You're going to want to put him in there as much as you can. He pitched game one of the World Series, a uh, complete game, uh, nine innings, six hits, one earned run, eight strikeouts. The Orioles would win that game four to one, the only game that they won in that World Series. Cuellar would come out again for Game 4 of the World Series. He pitched seven innings, pitched pretty good, seven innings, seven seven hits, one earned run, struck out five, but the Orioles' offense just couldn't help him, and they lost that game 2-1 to in their their way to losing the 1969 World Series. So, great year for Mike Cuellar. This is probably when he made his, his biggest impact and when people started to notice how good of a pitcher he was. So let's move on to 1970, another great year for Cuellar. His ERA went up a little bit, uh, but he made 40 starts, 21 complete games. So half of his starts, he pitched nine innings. That's amazing. You would never see that again in baseball. He had a 24-8 and record, 3.48 ERA. He led the league in, in those complete games, like I said, with 21. He made his second All-Star game, finished fourth, in the Cy Young voting, so another great year for Mike Cuellar. As for the Orioles in 1970, they win another division title, American League East champions, 108-54. and So they win the American League East, again go to the American League Championship Series, where again they face the Minnesota Twins, and again they sweep them three games to none. In, the, in that series for Mike Cuellar, 
he would pitch game one of the American League Championship Series. He would uh, only throw five innings, not a great outing for him, actually four and a third, gave up 10 hits and six earned runs in that game one of the ALCS, but the Orioles offense came to work that day. They won 10 to six, so not a great outing for Cuellar, but the Orioles would get the win and move on to the World Series. In the 1970 World Series, a little bit of redemption for the Orioles after losing to the Mets the year before. They would win the World Series in 1970, four games to one over the Cincinnati Reds. Cuellar, again, in the World Series, would pitch two games. So he's their go-to guy, it seems like. In game two of the World Series, he, uh, again, not a great outing for him. So the 1970 postseason, not great for Mike Cuellar in the first two outings. In game two of the World Series, he would only pitch two and a third, gave up four hits, four runs, one of them earned. But again, the Orioles' offense came came to play. They would win that game 6-5. to five. And then Cuellar would pitch game five of the World Series much, much better. This was the clincher for the Orioles. A complete game for Mike Cuellar. Six hits, three earned runs. The Orioles would win that game 9-3, to three, and that would be the clinching game for the Orioles in the World Series. They would win that series, as I mentioned, four games to one over the Cincinnati Reds. So on to 1971, another great year for Cuellar. They just keep racking up the great years. He would again go to the All-Star game, his third appearance, second as an Oriole. His stats this year, 38 games, all of them starts, 20 and 9. So his third straight 20-win season. Every year up until this point that he's had with the Orioles, he's had at least 20 wins. And this one is significant for another reason. 1971, the Orioles had four 20-game winners. Jim Palmer, Dave McNally, Pat Dobson, and Mike Cuellar. So a great year for Orioles starting pitching. As for the Orioles as a team, you would think, because of those four pitchers all having 20 wins, they would have a good year. Well, guess what? They did. They went 101-57 in 1971, again, first place in the American League East, and again, a three-game sweep in the, in the American League Championship Series. This time, it's the Oakland Athletics that are victim in the 1970, a, or 1971 ALCS. Mike Cuellar would pitch one of those three games in the ALCS. It was game two. He pitched a complete game, six hits, one earned run, only two strikeouts, but the Orioles would win that game 5-1 to one and move on to the World Series. So, And also, just think of this for a real quick. This is the third year of the American League Championship Series. The American League Championship Series came into existence in 1969. So in 69, 70, and 71, the Orioles won the first three ALCSs, and they won them all by sweeps. So it's the Orioles 9, the rest of the American League 0. So pretty impressive. The Orioles would move on to the World Series, third straight World Series appearance for the Orioles. Unfortunately, it's another loss. They would lose to the Pittsburgh Pirates four games to three in 1971. Cuellar would pitch twice in this seven-game series, and neither game was necessarily great. He pitched game three of the World Series. He would pitch six innings, seven hits, Five runs, four of them earned. The Orioles would lose that game five to one. And then he would pitch game seven for the Orioles a little bit better. This again, the Orioles offense did not show up. He would pitch eight innings, 
four hits, two earned runs, and the Orioles would lose game seven, two to one, and lose the 1971 World Series. But again, it wasn't Cuellar's fault. He had a pretty good run there for the Orioles in 1971. 1972 for Mike Cuellar, another good ERA year, 2.57 ERA, made 35 starts. The win-loss record's a little closer than usual. His first non 20 win season with the Baltimore Orioles. He went 18 and 12 in 1972. No awards this year. And the Orioles, surprisingly, after so much domination from 1969 to 1971, actually did not make the playoffs in 1972. They would finish third in the American League East with an 80 and 74 record. So that run of making multiple ALCSs and World Series came to a close in 1972. For 1973, another solid year for Mike Cuellar, 38 games, all of them starts, an 18-13 and 13 record. So again, more, more losses the last couple years with 1972 and 1973, but a 3.27 ERA, again, pretty respectable. Uh, as for the Orioles in 1973, they would get back into their winning ways. They finished first in the American League East with a 97 and 65 record again advancing to the American League Championship Series where they would face the Oakland Athletics and if you know a little bit about your baseball history these mid 70s athletic teams were pretty nasty like they they were the I guess the next dynasty after the Orioles so they ran into a buzzsaw but even then the ALCS was back then it was a five game series and went the full five games so the Orioles put up a fight. Mike Cuellar would only make one appearance in the 1973 ALCS, and it was a good one. He actually pitched a complete game, uh, 10 innings. So he actually pitched late into game three, pitched 10 innings, two runs, four hits. So he gave up the game-winning hit, gave him winning runs. Again, the Orioles not scoring a lot of runs. They lost that game 2-1 to one in the ALCS. And again, the Athletics would move on to win the World Series. 1974, Cuellar gets, I don't want to say he gets back on track because his numbers are still pretty good. Like I said, a little bit more losses in 72 and 73, but his ERAs are still respectable. But 1974, he would pitch 38 games, started all of them, went 22 and 10. So this is his fourth 20-win season with the Baltimore Orioles, 22 and 10 with a 3.11 ERA, would get selected to the All-Star game for the third time as an Oriole, fourth time overall, finished sixth in the Cy Young voting in the American League. Uh, for the Orioles in 1974, again, right back to the top, finished first in the American League East with a 91-71 and 71 record. Again, they would run into the Athletics in the American League Championship Series, and again, they would fall victim to the Oakland Athletics. Cuellar would actually pitch two games. It was only a four-game series. Three games to one, the Athletics would win this series. Cuellar pitched two games. He pitched the only game that the Orioles won, which was game one of 1974 ALCS. He pitched eight innings, gave up nine hits, three runs, all of them earned. The Orioles would win six to three. And then he would he would pitch the deciding game as well, uh, game four. And he pitched four and two-third innings. Didn't give up a hit. Gave up a run. So he must have walked some guys, maybe some errors in that game. 
the Oakland Athletics would go on to win that game two to one and then win another world title. Just shows you how good those mid 70s athletics teams were. So we move on to 1975. Uh, this is when the end of the career is starting to come. 1975, Mike, Mike Cuellar is 38 years old. So the, the years are starting to catch up to him. Even so, not bad. He pitched 36 games, all of them starts, went 14 and 12 with a 3.66 ERA for the Orioles in 1975. No postseason this time, but a good year. 90 and 69, they would finish second in the American League East. Again, just to remind you, uh, back in the early, late 60s, early 70s, they had the two divisions. Only the division champion would advance to the playoffs. So even though they had a 90 win year, Finished second in the American League East. No playoffs for the Orioles in 1975. In 1976, this was it for Mike Cuellar when it comes to the Orioles. 1976, not a great year for Mike Cuellar. He uh, struggled with his performance. He Again, 39 years old. He posted a 4-12 record with a 5.14 ERA by the end of July. And because of that, he was moved to the bullpen and just made a couple relief appearances after that so for the season 1976 he went 4 and 13 with a 4.96 ERA by far his highest as an Oriole he made 19 starts 26 appearances in total the Orioles as a team in 1976 another playoffless season i guess is a way to put that but again a good year 88 and 74 is a pretty good year but again finished second in the American League East did not make the playoffs on December 21st of that year, 1976, he was released by the Orioles, ending his eight-year tenure. He would wind up signing with the California Angels in January of 1977, but it wasn't not much to write home about. Cuellar, with the California Angels, just made one start, pitched in two games, 0-1 record, had an 18.90 ERA, gave up seven runs in just three and a third inning, and that pretty much sealed the deal for his major league career. But as an Oriole, what a run Mike Cuellar had. So let's go through the stats. In eight years with the Baltimore Orioles, he had 143 wins, 88 losses, a 3.18 ERA. He was the Cy Young in 1969. He was selected to three all-star teams with the Orioles made it to three World Series in 69, 70, and 71, won the World Series in 1970. So what else can you say? What a great career for Mike Cuellar with the Baltimore Orioles. Mike Cuellar was inducted into the Orioles Hall of Fame in 1982. He was actually one of the first guys inducted into the Orioles Hall of Fame. The Orioles Hall of Fame became a thing in 1977. The first, I mean, I, I guess you... You can probably guess who the first two guys inducted into the Hall of Fame were. 1977, Brooks Robinson and Frank Robinson were inducted into the Orioles Hall of Fame. Uh, as I said, Mike Cuellar inducted into the Orioles Hall of Fame in 1982 alongside with Luis Aparicio, who only played for the Orioles for a couple years but was a part of that 1966 team that won the first World Series for the Orioles. Unfortunately, Mike Cuellar is no longer with us. In uh, 2010, he passed away after being diagnosed with stomach cancer uh, near his Orlando home. 
He is actually the third Oriole of the four 20-game winners in 1971 to pass away. Dave McNally passed away in 2002. Pat Dobson passed away in 2006. And Mike Cuellar, unfortunately, passed away in 2010. Mike Cuellar was 72 years old when he passed away. But what an amazing pitcher. He is one of the guys that I wish I would have been alive to see perform pitch in his heyday, not just through highlight films, because being an Orioles fan and being somewhat of a baseball nerd, I've seen him through highlight films and everything like that. But to be able to watch him when he was at his best uh, would have been really fun to watch. Cuellar still ranks uh, Baltimore's top five career leaders in wins, strikeouts, shutouts, and innings pitched. So even though he hasn't pitched with for the Orioles since 1976, he's still amongst the, the leaders in his stats. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode again. Apologies. I will try to be better at posting episodes every week. I really like going through Mike Cuellar's career with the Baltimore Orioles next week. Kind of sticking with the Cuban theme, because of course Mike Cuellar was Cuban. I'm going to go over the Orioles versus Cuba in 1999, which was a very unique series between Cuba and the Orioles playing a couple exhibition games, one in Cuba, one at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. So a very interesting, and I think not talked about enough history of the Baltimore Orioles. So again, I want to thank everybody for listening. Again, Andy Snacks, all the socials, at Andy Snacks on Twitter, A-N-D-Y-S-N-A-K-S. The podcast uh, Twitter handle, at Birdland History on Twitter. If you want to hit me up on an email, historyofbirdland at gmail.com. And I want to thank you all again for listening. Again, I will try to pump these out on a more regular basis, not have six weeks in between episodes. But I hope you enjoyed listening to Mike Cuellar, player profile. And again, next week, Orioles versus Cuba back in 1999. Thanks for listening.